Chapter twenty three of Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School by Margaret Penrose. Chapter twenty three The Real Story. That night, before twelve o'clock, a telegram was delivered at Glenwood School. It was for Viola Green, and called her to the bedside of her mother. It simply read, Come at once, mother very ill. So the girl who had been tempting fate, who had refused to right a wrong, who had turned a deaf ear to the pleadings of friends and the commands of superiors, was now summoned to the bedside of the one person in all the world she really loved, her mother. Viola grasped the message from the hands of Mrs. Pangborn herself, who thought to deliver it with as little alarm as possible. But it was not possible to deceive Viola. Instantly she burst into tears and moans with such violence that the principal was obliged to plead with the girl to regard the feelings of those whose rooms adjoined hers. But this did not affect Viola. She declared her darling little mother would be dead before she could reach her, and even blamed the school that marked the distance between the frantic daughter and the dying parent. How bitterly she moaned and sobbed! What abandon and absolute lack of self-control she displayed! Mrs. Pangborn could not help observing. This was the character Viola had fostered, and this was the character that turned upon her in her grief and refused to offer her sympathy or hope. "'You should try to control yourself, Viola,' said Mrs. Pangborn gently. You will make yourself ill and be unfit to travel. But all arguments were without avail. The girl wept herself into hysterics, and then finally, overcome with sheer exhaustion, fell into a troubled sleep. On the first train the next morning, Viola left Glenwood. It was Dorothy who helped her dress and pack, and Dorothy who tried to console her. At one moment it did seem that Dorothy had finally reached the heart of the strange girl, for Viola threw her arms about the one who had made such sacrifices for an unrelenting pride, and begged she would pray that the sick mother might be spared. "'If she is only left to me a little longer,' pleaded Viola, "'I will try to be satisfied, and try to do what is right. "'Oh, I know I have done wrong,' she wailed. "'I know you have suffered for me, but, Dorothy, dear, you did it for my mother, "'and I will always bless you for it. "'If I had time today, I would try—' "'Try to clear you before the girls.' "'Then I will make the explanation,' said Dorothy, "'relieved to feel that at last she might speak for herself. "'Oh, please don't,' spoke up Viola again, "'not quite sure that she was willing to be humiliated "'in spite of the words she had just spoken. "'Try to forgive me, and then what does it matter about the others?' "'So Viola Green passed out of Glenwood "'and left Dorothy Dale, praying that the sick woman might be spared.' "'I could not do anything against her,' Dorothy reflected. "'Poor girl, she has enough to bear. "'I must be righted some day. "'Oh, yes, some day it must all come right. "'Another power looks after that.' "'A long letter from home from Major Dale "'was brought to Dorothy on the early mail. "'This cheered her up, "'and reflected its smiles of happiness on all the school day. "'The Major told how well the boys were, "'how they longed to see Dorothy,' and how little Roger had saved all his kindergarten cards and pictures for her. Besides these, a wonderful house made of toothpicks, and stuck together with green peas, was in imminent danger of collapse if Dorothy did not hurry up and come home. 
Then Aunt Winnie had planned a surprise for all her children who were away at school, the letter also stated, and on the list, for the good time promised, were Dorothy, Tavia, Nat, Ned, Joe, and, of course, little Roger, besides a guest that each of these mentioned would be allowed to invite home for the holiday. Easter was only a few weeks off. The day passed quickly indeed. Spring sunshine had come. Everything had that waiting look it takes on just before the buds come, and Dorothy was almost happy. If only everybody could know that she and Tavia had not done wrong and had not been in disgrace. The classes were dismissed, and Dorothy was up in her room reading her father's letter for the third time. There was a rush through the hall, then the girls' voices in laughter stopped exactly at her door. The next minute, Tavia bolted into the room. Not a soul to meet me, she began cycloning around and winding up with crushing Dorothy. Oh, you old honey girl, and Tavia kissed her friend rapturously. I have been dead and buried without you. Run away, little girls, to those peeping in at the door. Run away, we're busy. Dorothy was so surprised she just gazed at Tavia, but a world of love and welcome went out in the look. If we had known you were coming, she faltered, known it couldn't you feel my presence near well james brought me up but say dorothy i ran across whom do you think couldn't guess viola green and say she looked like her own ghost her train had a long wait at noon and she saw me and the way she bolted out of her car and made her way to my window just to say tell dorothy to go ahead and tell her story it will be all right now i'd like to know if viola green had really gone daffy why no tavia it's all about oh it's such a long story the very thing for mine a serial there's cologne and ned and dick come on in everybody i want you to see this hat before i take it off the milliner declared i would never get it on right again in rushed the troop all so glad to see tavia back and all aching for a glimpse of the new spring hat "'Tell me about the story, Cologne,' said Tavia. "'You can go on admiring me just the same. "'What's Dorothy's serial that Viola has the copyright on?' "'That is precisely what we want you to find out,' answered Rose Mary. "'We have been trying to do it for a whole month. "'And I'll wager it won't take me ten minutes.' "'But do take your things off,' pleaded Dorothy. "'Not yet. I can't give up this hat so unceremoniously. "'Isn't it a beauty?' "'But for the story. Go ahead, Cologne.' "'Why, I couldn't tell where to begin,' begged off Rosemary. "'Begin at the place where Dorothy Dale went to pieces "'and lost all her pretty pink cheeks,' suggested Tavia, "'noting how much Dorothy had changed during her absence. "'I'll tell you,' said Rosemary. "'We'll all run away and let you have a minute to yourselves. "'Perhaps the cereal will leak out.' "'What is it, Dorothy?' asked Tavia seriously when they were alone. "'Why, all about that police ride,' sighed Dorothy. "'I really never could find out just what story was told. "'They kept me in ignorance of it all, except that it was dreadful. "'Oh, Tavia, only lately the girls noticed me. "'They all gave me up, all but Ned, Dick, and Cologne.' "'Gave you up? And about that story? Why didn't you tell them?' "'Oh, I had promised Viola, and she was afraid she would be dismissed.' "'Promise Viola?' And Tavia stared blankly at Dorothy. You poor little darling, and no one here to take your part. And she held Dorothy to her heart a moment. Who knows the story as she told it? I always knew she would tell it.
Perhaps some of the pilgrims may know. They split and formed the Rebs. Without me? I bet they died an early death. I'm the only thoroughbred Reb in America. And she brandished her hat pin wildly above her head. But you just stay here a minute. My ten minutes allotted for clearing up this mystery is escaping. And at this Tavia flew out of the room. It seemed she could not have gone down the corridor when she ran into Dorothy's room again. "'Well, of all the frosts!' she exclaimed. "'I almost passed away when that stuttering girl from Maine tried to tell me. "'But I haven't seen Mrs. Pangborn yet. "'I'll just run into the office and show her my hat.' "'And she was gone again. "'How good it is to have Tavia back,' thought Dorothy. "'It seemed as if everything had been made right already. "'But Tavia would surely do something surprising. "'What would she say to Mrs. Pangborn?' But while Dorothy was thinking it over, a very lively chat was taking place in the principal's office. At the first word about the story, Tavia blurted out the entire tale in such a way that even Mrs. Pangborn was obliged to admit she knew how to string words together. "'Oh, dear,' said that lady when Tavia stopped. "'I think this matter has gone so far it will be best to make a public explanation.' "'Let me make it,' asked the girl eagerly. "'If you wish,' agreed Mrs. Pangborn. "'Where? When?' asked Tavia impatiently. "'Now, if you like,' consulting her watch. "'We had called a meeting of the Glenwoods for five. "'It wants a quarter of that now. "'Suppose you speak to them in the hall.' "'Gloriotious!' exclaimed Tavia, "'forgetting to whom she was making the self-coined remark. "'The girls were already filing into the hall. "'Dorothy went with Rose Mary, "'Tavia preferring to go in last "'and to show everyone the spring hat.' It certainly was pretty, no one could deny that, and, as she stepped to the platform, at the signal from Mrs. Pangborn, she looked as Dorothy had seen her look before, like an actress. Her golden-brown hair formed a halo about her face, and the flowers, what she called the spring hat, made a beautiful wreath buried in the soft, shining tresses. A buzz of excitement greeted her appearance on the platform, then she began. "'My dear teachers,' they were all present, "'Friends and acquaintances.' Three cheers for the acquaintances,' broke in one girl, and this was a signal for a hearty cheer. When order prevailed again, Tavia continued, "'I understand you have heard a queer story about the girls from Dalton.' There was a silence now. "'And with the kind permission of our dear principal, I will try to tell you all of that story. I have been informed that you were told that Dorothy Dale and myself had been arrested in a country place,' taken to a lock-up, and then bailed out. Dorothy looked more surprised than any one present. This was the part of the story she had never heard. Well, went on Tavia, that is so absurd that I cannot imagine the complications that could possibly have won such a story a hearing. But perhaps when I am here a few hours, I will be allowed to laugh over the details. However, I will tell you all exactly what did happen, and Tavia cleared her throat like a veteran speaker. One lovely day last August, Dorothy Dale and her two cousins, Ned and Nat White, from North Birchland, took me for an automobile ride. We had a number of adventures during the day, and towards night something happened to the machine, and the boys were obliged to leave us while they went to have something repaired. While they were gone, a man, who afterward turned out to be a lunatic, came along, and as we ran from the car, he got into it. "'Oh, mercy!' exclaimed Nita Brandt and similar exclamations went about the room. "'When the boys got back,' went on Tavia, "'and we felt they never would come in sight, 
we had waited so long and were so frightened they could not induce the man to leave the machine he was crazy and wanted a ride finally one of the boys ned was obliged to get into the car with him and he rode off never stopping until he landed the lunatic in danvers jail cheers again interrupted the speaker and she paused a moment long enough to look at dorothy then she went on but we were all alone out there it was getting dark and how were we to get back to town nine miles off that was the point where the police patrol wagon came into our lives the wagon was out looking for the escaped prisoner at least the officers in it were and upon questioning us and hearing how we had lost the auto they asked us to ride home in their patrol three cheers for the officers broke out edna and the shouts that followed caused miss higley to put up her hands to protect her ears well we did ride home in the patrol cried tavia anxious now to finish and when nat stood by the wagon trying to jolly those curious ones about him a young man in the company of of one who has just left us asked nat speeding and nat answered no just melons now that is the entire story of our famous ride and i thank you for your kind attention etc etc and bowing profusely tavia managed to get down from the platform then mrs pangborn stood up my dear pupils she said i cannot tell you how glad i am to have this matter settled it has given great sorrow to see our dear friend dorothy suffer so and you do not yet know the real story of her heroism when i asked her about this report she begged me not to question her because she had promised the girl not to tell the story if i would allow her to remain silent that girl urged as her excuse her own possible dismissal from school should dorothy make known the facts not the story that has been told me and told you but those facts which you have just now heard for the first time and to save the feelings of a selfish and i must say dishonest girl dorothy dale has willingly suffered your scorn and my possible displeasure i never doubted her for one moment and now we must forgive the other at this every head was bowed for a moment when mrs pangborn sat down the girls surrounded dorothy miss higley ran to the piano and struck up the glenwood reel get your partners shouted molly while there was a wild scramble for another pair of hands everyone trying to get dorothy who had already been taken possession of by miss crane tavia actually took her hat off when edna caught her and the merry dance began and such dancing the old hall rang with mirth broken now and then with wild cheers when dorothy would go down the middle or swing all hands around there seemed to be no restrictions no restraint everyone was enjoying herself to her heart's content and the meeting all ended in the uproarious and unanimous election of dorothy dale as president of the glenwoods of glenwood school what a happy ending to all our troubles said dorothy to tavia that night if they are all ended responded tavia perhaps everything is not yet smoothed out and what tavia suspected proved true as we shall learn in the next volume to be called dorothy dale's great secret tavia was responsible for the secret but dorothy kept it faithfully a few days later mrs pangborn received a telegram that mrs green was better and out of danger at least for the present do you imagine viola will come back to glenwood said tavia if she does i will i will try to do my best by her answered dorothy slowly 
"'You dear, forgiving Dorothy Dale,' cried her chum, and kissed her. End of chapter 23 End of Dorothy Dale at Glenwood School